I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hello. Thank you for going to the Les Schwab Twires. Twires? I don't know. Hello. We appreciate you going to the Les Schwab. Les Schwab. Why can't you say tires? Vive Clouseau. It's the same thing. Just say tires. Where do we pick up from? Hi, everyone. You're listening to the Center and the Saint podcast. I'm Luke Anderson. I'm Will Darkins, well, and this is sponsored by Les Schwab Tires. Is that right? I think so. Okay. Yep. Enjoy. Doing the right thing since 1952. The Center and the Saint, a shadowy flight into the dangerous world of men who do not exist. Luke Anderson, a young loner on a crusade to champion the cause of the innocent, the helpless, the powerless, and men 25 to 54 with a median household income of $78,000 per year. Now, there is one exception to that. No one cares. Shh, watch your mouth. Will Darkens, a disappointing Oregon State fullback with a receding hairline, desperately trying to hold on to the past. Don't mind that I'm just kind of sitting there looking into yeah, space. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate Show, powered by Frostbrood Coors Light. A brilliant, imaginative, unrestrained exercise or display. On 1080, The Fan. Welcome to Hour 2 of our fine radio broadcast. If you missed anything from Hour 1, first, shame on you. Second, if you've not missed your opportunity, go to 1080thefan.com. Push the on-demand button and you can download the podcast of this fine radio broadcast. Yes. Before we move on to NFL sportsy sports sports things, comment from the Bridgeport Beers text line 55. 305. I think we figured out why somebody stole Charlie Villanueva's toilet. Yes. And it's not far off from our theory, which is Charlie Villanueva is the person of the future. And yes. in 100 years, we will all look just like him. Give it 200. But okay. yes, we'll be well on the way. That timeline may have been uh, escalated. Okay. The suggestion of why they told us stole the toilet to get his DNA, yeah, DNA. to clone him to begin. The race of super people. Now, that was not implied in the text. I just put those two things together. Well, and you're going to have a problem, too, because Villanueva is going to have to sleep with somebody, and I don't know any woman that's going to want to get with Villanueva. Again, if you have his DNA, then you just take the embryos and you implant them into, you know... Make a lab baby? Yeah. Tattoo babies. I would like it if... I, I would think better if the Villanueva clones could find love. They will once once there's enough... Villanueva ladies. So you're telling me that it's going to be Villanueva ladies and men? Well, yeah, that's how procreation typically works. Do you think we'll all be men in 200 years? I think we'll all just be genderless. Genderless? Like Barbie dolls? Yeah. Just all smooth plastic edges down there? Jesus. Villanueva is heroin looking. Like, just just harrowing. 
Harrowing? Harrowing. Harrowing. Just just frightening looking. I'm looking at these pictures of him, and he really is the man of the future. Yeah. Yes. Him and uh, what's a dude from uh, Tennessee, the quarterback? Which one? The one that looks like Villanueva. Got the same oh, <laughs> that guy. Yeah, that guy too. Yeah. Hey, what's his name? Uh, Josh? Something. Dobbs? Is that right? Uh, yeah. Dobbs. Do I have that right? Josh Dobbs? It is. It's Josh Dobbs. Yeah. And I think Look Josh Dobbs might be Charlie Villanueva's kid. Well, his there, listen, child. Listen, that's the future. If you don't know what we're talking about, we'll put those on uh, Twitter. I will. I'm going to put at, them side by side, and I want people's opinion. Do, at, is, is, Char, is Josh Dobbs Charlie Villanueva's love child from, I don't know, Rachel Ray? At, well, but no. Rachel Ray, huh? At Center State 1080, at 1080 The Fan, at the Luke Anderson, at Will Darkens 33. Those are those are things on Twitter that you can do uh, if you want to get into that. But this is a very exciting week for playoff races. 13 of the 16 games this weekend are have some playoff implications going on. Now, we know that some teams are essentially out of it. The Seahawks-Cowboy game, they're fighting for their playoffs playoff lives. You've got a team like Jacksonville taking on the Rams, uh, the two teams that beat the Seahawks most recently. Uh, the Jags are still in it for the number one seed in the AFC. Uh, the Rams still in it for the number one seed in the NFC. Those may be long shots because you need two pretty good teams to fall in front of both of those teams. But it's interesting that you get late in the season. Are these the teams you expected to see here, Will? No, not at all. And uh, the Jags are probably my favorite story uh, of the entire football season because of the infamous training tape of uh, Blake Bortles overthrowing. I think it might have been Michael Robinson in practice. Yeah, they were ready to bench him in the preseason or and, cut him. And you could hear on audio Robinson going, man, keep that S in bounds. Like it, it was it, it got to the point where everybody had be, had created the Jaguars as a laughing stock of the NFL. Sure. And rightfully so, because Blake Bortles just doesn't look like he knows how to play quarterback. But he's been having a couple of pretty damn incredible games thanks to the defense. No, you and thanks you, to Leonard for now. Whoa, 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 whoa. You know who the best quarterback is in December? In the NFL. Enlighten me. Guess. Take a, take a guess. We're talking about it right now. In where? I'll give you a hint. In the NFL. All right. The best quarterback in the December games in the NFL. Take a guess. I'll give you a hint. We're talking about him right now. Blake Bortles? That's he's the best know? in December game. Can you give me can you give me some statistics that yeah. might back that up? Best QBR? Yeah. The what's what's the rating where you throw the ball the the distance the ball is thrown, not the total yards. I think per, that's what they call quarterback. What? The distance the ball is thrown? Yeah. What are you talking about? Okay. You know you know when you throw the football? Yeah. And then the guy catches it. Right. The reception is how far he catches it and then runs, right? So if you throw it to a guy five-yard pass yes, and he runs it 70 yards, yeah. it's a 75-yard pass. Okay, that all checks out. The distance thrown, though, is a new measurement that they do. Yes. And so where the ball connects with the receiver, he's leading that category too. It's pretty damn good. That means he's chucking the ball downfield. He's not just getting big returns from dropping off little screen passes to Fournette and letting him run crazy. There's a big difference. He's hucking the ball downfield. He's a go-getter. The team is averaging 35 points a game in December. Do you see them actually going far in the playoffs, though? Like, what, what would – what's their um, – because, right, they're fighting not for a bye – I mean, they. I think yeah, they could they're get fighting a for a first round bye. They well, have the they're type. not fighting for it. They'd have to have a bunch of things happen for like, a first round bye. I don't. I don't 
know. I think they have the tiebreaker against the Steelers. Yeah. That's friggin' crazy, man. See, that's why I like the NFL so much is because at this time of year, it gets that unpredictable. Yeah. So here, here's the thing. Forget, like, we're not football geniuses and we're, we don't have all of the information on where the Sharps are putting money on Super Bowl odds mm. because we don't care. Here's my question is, can you find yourself rooting for the Jaguars in the playoffs? That's yeah, the question. Of course I can. Really? They're the underdogs. How could you not? It's great. It's a really great story. It's it's hearkening back to the 01, I think 01 Ravens, where you have this incredible defense. You rooted for the you rooted Yes. You rooted for the 01 Ravens? How could you not? They had a Easily. terrible quarterback. They had a murderer playing linebacker. We you didn't hate know that. Murder. We didn't know that till after the Super Bowl. You hate murderers. They're there's a there's they a wore certain, purple. There's Their a uniforms are feel. awful. There's a certain feel to this team. In fact, they kind of remind me more of the 07 Giants in the fact that now the defense just now let you're them talking. Through. That's now, a team I can get behind. Here's the question: Red, though. white, and blue on them, baby. Will, will Will Bortles actually play well in the playoffs? That I would say he's he, not. Well, here's the thing: we don't know. We've never seen Blake Bortles in the playoffs. He might be one of those guys, you know, that he's a gamer. He doesn't. He's never been in a playoff race. Guess what he is now? How's he playing in December? Lights out. He's never been in the playoffs. How's he going to play when he gets there? He might be the next great quarterback in the NFL. How fun would that be? Oh, would you buy oh a, that would be fun. Would you buy a Blake Bortles jersey, buddy? Oh, my, yes. Oh, my. I would go out to my local Dick's Sporting Goods and buy a Blake Bortles jersey <laughs> could you, out in Oregon. Could you imagine if they were actually on sale in this part of the country? Um, that would really that would really give me a... Uh, that would really give me a sign that the Jaguars are a real thing. Like if I saw a Blake Bortles jersey at Dick's today, because I got to go there for Christmas shopping. Yeah. That then I would go. I think they're for real. Be- before the break, this is why you're the worst person that I know. Okay. Before the break, I asked the question. I guess it was before Good versus Evil earlier in the show. Doesn't matter. Who's your favorite team in the NFL? It's the Rams, baby. <laughs> I'm jumping on the bandwagon. I freaking love me some Rams right now. I love their head coach. <laughs> I love the fact that, and I actually watched a couple of videos of Did how, you have a favorite team before jumping on the bandwagon? I didn't. See, this is the thing. You come and you rail on the Seahawks. Every week, you call me a homer. You yeah. have no allegiance to anybody. Except and you've Rams. just decided now you're a Los Angeles Rams fan. I watched a video of uh, Jared Goff and Cooper Cup before the season. Apparently, they were roommates. Oh, I love way, handsome white people. Yeah, they were the most boring roommates I've ever seen in my life. Oh, I'm sure. Like, they told the story about- It was how, like bosom buddies if they didn't cross-dress. Well, like, the interviewer was like- so any crazy stuff happened in this house and Cooper Cup's like, oh yeah, well, there's that one time. Oh, sure. Do you remember this? There's one time when we played uh, ping pong outside on the deck. I think we were up to like one playing ping pong. And I was like, dude, yeah. you guys have gobs of money. Why aren't you going out and freaking living it up? Dude, I drank like eight ginger ales that night, man. I was, I was so hyped up on Cooper sugar. Cooper was on and a serious pong. sugar rush. Man, it was crazy. We had nachos, but we had run out of uh, cheese, so we were just eating chips and salsa. It was so wild. Somebody said on the text line, 55305, Ray is not, <laughs> Ray wasn't a murderer. Stop it. <laughs> hey, I said linebacker. I didn't say Ray Lewis. Uh, yes, you, I you, never said, you I implied. You I implied it. Sure I did. But you I didn't say, I, I never, that Ray I never Lewis said, I know. I said they're a linebacker. A I didn't say Ray Lewis. Said their linebacker, a dark side to who was another linebacker. We also got a we also got a go Jags, um, 
text. Uh, the hell's that doing there? Also, we got a text uh, from the five hundred three. We didn't have the clap, but do you half think, my do you varsity think you... basketball team had crabs. <laughs> Pretty sure that our rival sent some shady chicks to our team party week the week prior. That's awesome. That is a that's a hell of a rivalry. Do you think when you type in "Go Jags" in your phone, it will autocorrect to a different NFL team? Yeah, probably. Okay. I'm telling you, I'm not going to believe in the Jags until I go to my local Dick's Sporting Goods and there's a Bortles jersey up there that's only 25% off. Because I'm guessing it's 50 on any other day. But if it's 25% off, I'm, if I'm getting like 10 bucks off that thing, all right, Jags are for real. Whoever goes farther in the playoffs, the Jags or the Rams, will you buy a jersey for their quarterback? No, I'll got, I'll buy an Aaron Donald jersey before I buy like a golf jersey. No, you had a golf jersey. Nah, I don't. Well, would, would you buy a Blake Bortles jersey if they went to the Super Bowl? Would I buy? No. No. Then you're not. Probably fun. not. By the way, Blake Bortles, too, is the oldest young person ever. Uh, think, LeBron think, James was an old young person. He is, too. But take a look at Bortles. Bortles, I think, is in his young 30s. And no, he he's, like only, he's, he's only like 27, I think. Yeah, dude, he looks mid-40s. Like, well, he looked sure. rough. But LeBron looked like that. Remember when he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated? He looked 40 then. Yeah, but LeBron, it's like playing that's caused him to be old. Like, I think Bortles no, no, is he, going through like a uh, pack of parliaments a day. Will Darkens will tell everyone in the listening audience how the XFL will steal top-level talent from the NFL, that is next. You're listening to The Sinner and the Saint on 1080 The Fan. Hey, it's almost Christmas. It's uh, a couple days before. Tomorrow's Christmas Eve and then Christmas. For anybody that doesn't know how calendars work. You see that Kyrie Irving doesn't think Christmas is a holiday? What? Kyrie Irving uh, plays basketball for the Boston Celtics. He's also a proponent of the idea that the earth is flat. He, he doesn't. He doesn't think it's a holiday in a yeah. in a national sense or like a spiritual sense. Uh, he doesn't think it's a holiday in the Kyrie Irving's of weird moron sort of way. He's doing an interview and somebody asked him about playing on Christmas Day. And he's like, "Whatever, that's what we do. No big deal. It's not even really a holiday." So maybe he's just saying it's not a holiday to him. That's like what I kind of you thought. You can't ignorantly just go, it's not a holiday. Yeah, he just said it very dismissively. Well, it's not even a real holiday, so. But he didn't expand on it. And then the internet, interwebs, went nuts on it saying that he doesn't believe in a holiday. But I watched a clip. It, I think you may be onto something where you just said it as an aside. Yeah. Like, it's not really a holiday if you play in the NBA. He didn't say yeah. that, but it kind of felt that way but a little bit to me. Now it makes me think that he is just... He is completely disregarding the fact that most everyone takes the day off. But it, but again, he's also one of these flat earthers. Mm. I'm not a fan of those. By the way, somebody on our uh, Twitter handle, at SinnerSaint1080, said, because this is going back to the uh, Josh Dobbs is Charlie Villanueva's love child theory. Yeah. Uh, you're just saying that because they're both black and have the same skin condition. Okay, you guys are super original. Well... First of all, you said that, and I didn't say it. I am super original. I know you you're, are. You're not. You which you, which is pretty accurate. This is That's friggin' ridiculous. What? I mean, this is uncanny. They literally look like twins. Yeah, they look similar. Um, they look very similar. Okay. Frighteningly similar. Easy does it there, champ. Like, almost that they stole... People that look alike are related. Yeah, that's it's, like, almost super like original. Like, almost like they stole okay, Villanueva's toothbrush, like, 20 years ago, and then made Dobbs, and Dobbs has grown up. You are such an idiot. Why didn't you say toilet? 
Well, because I feel like we would have heard of the toilet. We just talked about the toilet. That's what got us talking about Charlie Villanueva. So you're trying to tell me they've already stolen his toilet again. him and yeah. they made Josh Dobbs within a week. No, I'm saying you're not being original right now. Youngest old guy nominee on the text line is Greg Oden. Yeah, Greg Oden's there. Um, yeah, Greg Oden. Yeah, that's that's hard to deny. Greg Oden is has yeah. to be like sixty or something, but I think he's only maybe thirty. Uh, also, a suggestion from the Bridgeport Beers text line five five three zero five. If you'd like to help uh, this show be better uh, and more original, that would be great by letting us steal your ideas. Uh, but it was suggested that we look at um, Charlie Villanueva's wife. She's good looking. She is. She looks like she has a kind heart. So if you'd like to, uh, you know, uh, go onto your Google machine and look at uh, photos of her, um, I would recommend it. I've always found that if you type in a celebrity's name or an athlete's name, and one of the suggestions is wife, yeah, they're pretty. They're hot. going to fit a certain profile. Yeah. Um, I do need to scan through here because we threw out the uh, Twitter poll that we have going right now, which is if uh, if Portland were to get a local team, XFL team. I was going to say team in the XFL, but thank you for the interruption. Uh, what would you want it to be named? Will, what are those options that we have up right now? So right now, 17% say the Portland Piranha. Okay. 19% say the Salem Sticky Lips. 22% say other, so their own write-in. Yep. And a overwhelming 42% say the Hillsboro Homeless Hitman. Ooh, overwhelming? Overwhelming, 42%. Couple uh, nominees on the Bridgeport Beers text line. Uh, the Portland Passive Aggressive... Bur- Ooh. It's a tough one. The Portland Passive Aggressive Baristas. What do you think of that one? That's okay. The Portland Angry Entitled Bicyclists. I do like that one because they are entitled. And I would say I would change it to cyclists. All right, because that's the proper term. Is it offensive? I yeah. If I call a bicyclist, I have to call a bicyclist a cyclist now? I don't know. I just think it flows a little better. I assume it's a proper term. Cyclist, cyclist versus bicyclist. I mean, you know, oh, well, I'm not a bicyclist. I'm a tandem cyclist. Oh. What are people going to correct you? I actually prefer the three-wheeled bikes. I think those are called... Uh, trikes. It'd be a no, trike. Uh, It'd be a trike. It would be a trike. No, they're uh, recumbent bicycles. It's where you sit in them. Yeah. Those well, are they, three wheels. Do they have three wheels? Yeah. It wouldn't be a bicycle. It'd be a tricycle. That's a thing. I think a tricycle is when you're sitting up, but Wait. then again, you're sitting in both of them. A I tricycle, think, I you're think the sitting, but a recumbent bike, you're sitting too. I think the recumbent has... No, it has three. Then it'd be a tricycle. No, it's a recumbent bike. Bi means two, tri means three. It'd be a tricycle. We'll look up recumbent bicycles after our hot XFL talk. So Vince McMahon has moved uh, $100 million from his fortune that he's made as the head of the WWE and moved it into a company called Alpha Sports Media. The idea has been suggested that this is part of a early step in bringing back the XFL. Now, a lot of questions have been asked of the leadership around WWE and Vince McMahon himself. And no one has denied that they're moving towards the XFL. If anything, they've given suggestions that are more leaning towards a comeback. And the idea is that people are getting upset with the NFL and the way they are trying to keep their players safer. 
and people are having more of a political voice. So they think that the XFL can come back in a climate where there's actually room for somebody to take on a more hard-hitting, hard-line stance-taking league to play football in this country. Now, apparently, there's supposed to be a big announcement on January 25th. There might be. <laughs> suggested. <laughs> I love that how they put that out. There might be a big There might be a big announcement on January 25th at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Watch there just not be. <laughs> I hope there's not. That would be fantastic. <laughs> so, is there anything that gets you excited about a possible comeback for the XFL besides the Portland... Uh, Hillsborough hit, hit Hillsborough homeless hitman. Yes, the Portland angry entitled cyclist. Um, yes, uh, no, no, there's not. Um, <laughs> I the XFL. Okay, so here's the reason the XFL failed originally. Right, it was one because they didn't have the talent level that was comparative to the NFL. They didn't have the money to pay those guys. Right. Mm, Second guess. was it was too gimmicky. There was eh. something about it that still didn't attract. Because, right, if you're going to make the XFL, you're going to have to steal a demographic of NFL fans. Yeah, but they, didn't, they play come the, over. didn't they play in the spring? Well, they played in the spring, but uh, that's the same thing as, what is that, like college football fans and NFL fans. Like, I know that they cross for, this, for a certain amount, but there are people who are just very college football fans. Yeah, but they, play, they play, play at the same the time. Like, in one weekend, you're choosing between going, I'm going to watch college football all day Saturday, I'm going to watch pro football all day Sunday, or I'm going to watch my team here and my team there, and I'm going to ignore the other league. That's very different than in the spring, where the only football option is the what will be the XFL. The but there's also spring ball. There's college football fans that will <laughs> pay attention to that. I, I'm serious, man. Yeah, but it's how many be- spring... Each team plays one spring game. It's going to be very difficult to get enough people to actually get on board with this because you don't have the big names that are attached to it. What kind of gimmick are you going to attach to this that doesn't make this into a D-League? The problem that the XFL ran into last time is they came out expecting to have you know somewhere near the numbers of fans, both live and on television, yeah. that the NFL had. And that's what it was. They just committed too much money to it. It's going to take time this to grow. This is a lot of money. Well, of course it is, but it needs to take time to grow. You go out there and you you give up after one year. One year, who's going to latch onto the XFL? Whether it was gimmicky or you know the the way that they did the broadcast, which was a lot more aggressive, the cheerleaders, which were all just you, too sexy, <laughs> too sexy. We're all about sex appeal and 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 going on that angle. Even if those were things that people could latch onto that people liked, after one season, how are you going to be able to go and follow it? They just they didn't have a good financial model. And now if Vince McMahon, who's been wildly successful with wrestling, can go and take a more measured approach to it or learn from the mistakes he made last time, I mean, I guess it, it could work, but to what point? You've you got to get the talent there, though. Well, the, yeah, people but, but aren't again, gonna that's watch, not going to happen right away. People aren't going to watch crappy football, and I think that's Yeah, they gonna, are. They watch no, they college won't. football they every won't. week. They won't watch this kind of crappy football. They just won't. There's no I'm sorry, what bowl game's it. on today? Uh, that's not the point. I heard a nine-minute explanation of why Toledo's going to beat App State in it. If you can bet on it and you can get people out there to go out and... But the bigger thing that we have with college football and bowl games is that you have guys who either played there or went to college there who attaches a fan base. It's ex- long story traditions. The XFL, man, how are you going to keep up that much money and actually see profit from teams that come out of thin air with nobody you can even market? Except- how do you how do you market this to a larger base? That's the other thing I want to I want to know. The NFL is genius in that they keep things safe 
for kids to get into it and women to get into it. I don't know a lot of women who are actually going to want to follow the XFL or parents that will let their kids mimic what the XFL players are doing. Oh, I think you overestimate a lot of the fan base. I was at Toys R Us doing a little uh, Christmas shopping for my kids, and I'm not kidding you. A woman wearing a NASCAR jacket was yelling to her mulleted son, Hey, honey, do you have the Brock Lesnar doll yet? Is this the one that you want, the Brock Lesnar here? She'll watch the XFL. So you're saying NASCAR wrestling fans will watch the NFL. That's what they're going to do is have more of a blue collar version of the NFL where people aren't protesting and they're hitting each other in the mouth. And they got two jobs. Listen, this is this is what they want to do. They want to come out and do this. So let me ask you this question. If on Sunday, March 31st, You've got Johnny Manziel and Vince Young going head to head when the Las Vegas Rattlers go against the, you know, Des Moines uh, thugs. You going to watch that? I will for two minutes and then I'll sure. turn it off. Well, listen, if it, if they end up having a good product on the field, you'll stay watching. And again, I, I doubt that. So do Isn't I. that the Canadian? Hey, that's the other thing I'm wondering. Isn't this just the Canadian League? And no. Really? No, they just... They so just, what is it really going to make the XFL different? That's the other thing. The I way think it's that packaged. Was, but that's the other thing I think was the problem with the XFL. There really wasn't a distinguishable difference. It's like, oh, there's nicknames. no rules? They had nicknames on the back of their jersey. Oh, cool. And you can murder people on punt returns. Yeah, but it never really happened. And no. in fact, it was kind of sad and tragic, the fact that somebody friggin' tore their... They either tore their neck or their ACL on the kickoff thing. Which, their neck... The way, or ACL. It was something. I can't remember if they tore their neck off. Or well, no, an ACL. You can tear. You can tear crap in your neck. Here's what I'm saying. Do you remember the kickoff? Doctor Will. Do you remember the kickoff was decided by two players running from like 20 yards uh, out on opposite sides to go get yeah. the ball? Yeah. Do you remember how stupid that it was? was? Stupid. It was absolutely ridiculous. So what is the appeal then? What is going to actually make it's me watch? Football. What, it's football. What is going to actually There's make no other me football watch on. just this terrible product? Well, I think the you I, already have viewers in the NFL who don't want to watch anymore. I, I think the idea, if you're Vince McMahon, if you're the the coalition that he puts together to reinvigorate the XFL, is not to make a terrible product. Now, will they succeed? Probably not. Somehow, I got on the side of defending the XFL, and I'm not sure how I got here, but I feel ooky. So it's time to move on. Blazers, Lakers tonight. Will Darkens will tell you why Kyle Kuzma will be Rookie of the Year and an eventual Hall of Famer. That is next. You listen to The Sinner and Saint on Tenny the Fan. First, new. Thank you to the Bridgeport Beers text line for helping out. We were trying to figure out who the first quarterback was taken in last year's draft. I actually did get it right off right after we uh, shut off the microphones. You don't have to believe me, but it is true. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky is probably the most forgettable first quarterback taken in recent memory. What are you talking about? He tweeted out, I love titties. <laughs> That's right. Uh, also, uh, Deshaun Watson was taking two picks after uh, Patrick Mahomes. Ah. But uh, the other thing with Patrick Mahomes, at least he paid for a Power 5 school, and Josh Allen did, does not. Does not. No. Uh, I so think that would be the difference. I think the upside with Allen is just like the, the big arm thing. Like sure. he kind of reminds me of Paxton Lynch in a way where like we're overlooking a bunch of other bad things about him. That'd be a good fair the comparison. Yeah. But that's a fair comparison also to where he went to school. He was a, he ended up being first round pick. Wasn't he like 20th Memphis. or something? Yeah, he was from Memphis. Yeah, but went to Memphis, mm -hmm. non-Power 5 school. 
Um, they had a better, much better year than uh, these fellows at Wyoming had. And I but, think Memphis is just an all-around better program. But Well, it is. But again, it's it's non-Power 5, and it kind of sits somewhere in between. You go, oh, right, did he play against enough good talent? You know, I mean, we watched Josh Allen play against the Ducks this year, but that was about it. And yeah. That game wasn't super competitive. So No. But you look at talent, and the way they evaluate talent for the NFL and, and college are very different. So a guy like Baker Mayfield, I'm very interested to see where he goes in the NFL draft uh, because he's a guy that you know doesn't have the height or the size and strength to be a great NFL quarterback. But that's what they said about Russell Wilson. Oh, I friggin' knew you were gonna go there. I've I've heard that so much. Okay, literally for the past three you're months. Such a moron, you just, I've literally oh, heard that oh, exact statement. Okay, but doesn't I, have the height. Doesn't have uh, you know. Okay. It's basically doesn't have the height, and then they go. Well, that's what they said about Russell Wilson. Can, would okay, you, would you listen to the next point, moron. Yeah. Before you dive into that. And by the way, oh, geez, you should have said Doug go. Flutie because he's white. <laughs> next guy I'm going to bring up is white, but the Russell Wilson comparison, yes, is what got Johnny Manziel drafted in the first round. How did that work out? Mm. Did he, was he really compared to Russell Wilson though? Yeah, that was the. Of course he was, just for the exact stupid thing that you just went on the tyrant. I kind of thought Manziel was compared more to Favre. Like, that was... What? Yeah, the wiliness. Because the he, he, wiliness? Oh, yeah. Manziel was totally compared to Favre. No. Yes. No, Favre was a gunslinger that just went out and hucked the ball. Sounds Manziel, a lot like Johnny Manziel. Oh, jeez. Just no way. No way. Bridgeport Beers text line 55305. Put Will in his place. And if I'm wrong, put me in my place, but I don't think I am. Manziel was not compared to Favre coming out of college. He was compared to Russell Wilson. And uh, my favorite Russell Wilson comparison, Fran Tarkenton. It's a good one. It is. That film confirms it. <laughs> you didn't believe that when I brought that up either. Like, uh, no, I had to watch it. I wasn't so obstinately against it. I was just no, kind of like, really? And then I saw and then the you film watch and, it and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. holy cow. So, you guys look like Tarkenton. So anyways, leave the comparisons to me and you just shut up. Okay. You what you compared one guy to one other guy today, and you got in trouble for it on Twitter. Apparently, you did. Josh Dobbs and Charlie Villanueva has gotten you in some hot water. You need to do better. God. Speaking of needing to do better, our Portland Trailblazers are taking on the Los Angeles Lakers at Staples Center tonight. The Lakers are starting to look promising. Ooh, that's a good word. Thank you. Because they're not quite good. That's why I didn't say good. Yeah, they're... Uh, I love that you're surprised. You're like, yeah, you, well, you they chose the right words. Well, it's kind of hard to describe the Lakers right now because you can say developing, but at the same time, there's these moments they have in games where they just don't know. They look like they don't know what they're doing. And you kind of wait for Brandon Ingram to have that breakthrough where he's going to start looking like Kevin Durant. Because Ingram has all the qualities of Durant where he oh, can Oh, just because he's tall and and because he plays basketball. Six foot ten and scores like Durant just, just on a C minus Just because he's a skinny, tall, African-American basketball player, you're going to compare the two? Um but and the their Lakers, games are similar. And- but, but the Lakers, this game, I think, will be pretty important because even though I'm pretty sure we will lose without Dame... If they can win this game convincingly, now you have to have this discussion where, well, are the Lakers kind of up and coming? Wait, if the Lakers win convincingly? Yeah. 
Well, I don't know. Again, you're playing a team without their star, and I don't Obviously. think the I don't think the Blazers are a benchmark for anybody to compare to. They're a team that's very up and down. They're 500, but they don't feel like they should be. At least watching them from Portland, Oregon, it feels like they're a worse team at times, and it feels like they should be a much better time at, at better team. Excuse me, at times. So for me, like this is, I, I think they're rife to get blown out here by the Lakers, a team that just beat the Houston Rockets after a 14-game win streak, and a team that has some momentum. Kyle Kuzma, I mentioned this earlier, has 25 uh, points in three straight games, the first Lakers rookie to do so since Jerry West 56 years ago. And I, I know it's just a team record, but let's look at some of the rookies the Lakers had. I mean, you talk about Kobe Bryant, Magic Johnson, James Worthy. You have plenty of guys that could step in there and, you know, have a have something of an accomplishment like this. And Kyle Kuzma was taken 27th overall. I mean, he's their standout rookie right now. And you mentioned it. I don't know if we said it on air or off, but Lonzo Ball is starting to look like he has a little bit of a jump shot. A little bit. Um, here's a scary thought. We are now at a three losses straight mark where we could potentially lose five straight. If we lose to the Lakers tonight. Five straight and, again? Well, yeah, because what we're playing Philly uh, on the 28th, Dame will be back. At least that's what the team's saying. They say he'll be out through Christmas. It's a hamstring, so those things are finicky. So, yeah. But yeah, they, I, they have a four-day layoff yeah, after, pretty after much said, game. Yeah. Um, but then... I mean, I guess you get these two games that you go on the road, right? You have this three-game road stretch where you play Atlanta, Chicago, Cleveland. You kind of would hope that you could beat Atlanta. Atlanta's one of the worst teams in the league, and Chicago's not too far behind them. But if you go into that three-game road trip with this kind of bad momentum where you've lost five straight, I think you really could be looking at a crisis moment for Portland. You throw a crisis moment too often. I think you're, I think you're excited to say that. Why do you think that the Lakers and the the Sixers are such good opponents. I mean, they're they're the same team, only in different divisions. They've got a bunch of young talent, Ooh. but they haven't... Oh, go ahead. Mm. Nope, nope, go ahead. I think that's going a bit too far. Okay, so which team's better? So I would say the Sixers are better at this point. Okay, obviously. what's their record? Uh, that's a good and, and they play in the East. They do play in the I'll East, wait. but... I'll wait, I was have... going to look it up so I could tell you what it is, but I'll wait. It's 14 and 17. Uh, sorry, what now? 14 and 17. I'm going to need you to say it a little bit louder so the microphones can pick it up. I'm also going to have to uh, ask you this. How far do you think the Lakers will get in the playoffs? I don't think they'll make the playoffs. What's How far a, do you think the, the Sixers Lakers? will get in the playoffs? I don't think they'll make the playoffs. What's the, you don't think the Sixers will make the what's playoffs? What's their record? You should go look at the Eastern standings and look where they are right now. Uh, what are they, eight? That's the playoffs. I Okay. That's what I'm telling you. <laughs> the Sixers are going to be a better team because they'll make the playoffs. It doesn't matter that they're in the East. What's they'll still the Lakers go farther record? and develop better. What's the Lakers record? I don't know. I got to find that. <laughs> Should be right there in standings. But they're 11 and 19. Yeah. They're worse. They, fine. They play in the <laughs> West. I'm just, what I'm saying though is right now you have the Blazers playing an 11 and 19 team and a 14 and 17 team. I know that they, last time they played, the Sixers gave it to the Blazers pretty good. Yeah. That was a hard game to watch. Sure. But again, that's the, I think that's more the Blazers than it is the Sixers. The Blazers are a very up and down team. You don't know the identity of this team one game to the next. They can win every game and they look like they're, every game they win, they look like they're going to lose. And every game they lose, 
except last night, for the most part, they look like they're going to make a run at some point. Now, they just don't always do it, but th this team has no identity on offense for some reason, which is bizarre because coming into this year, you think if you can improve your defense, all of a sudden these Blazers are going to be a team to be reckoned with. Well, they improve their defense. Now, their offense is so erratic, you don't know what you're going to get. But don't give me that the Lakers and the Sixers are now these teams that are on top. Again, the Lakers are starting to show some promise this season that they may be able to pull out it pull out you know a few victories against good teams they just beat the rockets but you're also dealing with two teams that have a whole hell of a lot more hope than we do you have a Lakers team that could possibly sign LeBron James, and you have a Sixers oh, team. Oh, jeez. Don't give me that as promise, though. That is promise. And you're, pre and you're pretty much going to get sign, Paul George. Yeah, but if we could sign LeBron James, you'd be, be great, too. But well, again, yes, but that's not an the, actual the, possibility. The reason they have promise is because they have four young players that potentially could be stars in this league. Well, again, you have one who's, a, who's looking to be a, a generational passer. That dude can yeah. friggin' sling dimes. And then on the other side, you have friggin' Ben Simmons, who is like a reincarnation of LeBron James. Wouldn't, wouldn't you rather have this for the Blazers where you're playing all rookies and young players and losing most of your games versus having a team where you're like, well, we're kind of fine. Yeah, I would way rather have that. Okay, but it doesn't mean that they're going to win this week against the Blazers. They probably will. But I would way rather have it yeah. that like we just gut the team, have Dame still there, of course, and then just start surrounding it with super young talent, and then go, try to trade Nurk off. Go back trade and Nurk look off at the, for assets. Go back and look at the last four years for the Lakers and Sixers, and tell me if you want to go through that to get to where they are right now, which is not winning. But I feel like we have a better foundation. We're not we're not trying to build <laughs> around uh, what was the guy D'Angelo D'Angelo Russell D'Angelo Russell like they were trying to do that that was yeah. that was a failed scheme like if we did yeah, that but, we would at least have Damian Lillard and the to Sixers build had Jaleel Okafor and Nerlens Noel and then oh, they got Embiid and he's crap had, except I for know Embiid. they were but I'm saying you had to sit through that to get to where you are now where you finally are showing some promise. I mean, you're one ankle injury injury away on Ben Simmons from him missing another season. He missed all of last year. You know, I mean, Embiid and Simmons, yes. They're playing good at times and showing flashes that this good. team. Oof. 14 and 17. 14 and 17. Embiid is friggin' amazing. Again, they both of those players have missed an entire season at least. I mean, that again, it's it makes it difficult to sit back and go, we got a bad team, but at least we show some promise. Holy cow. This show's almost over. We gotta get Jeez, I did it again. Quit drinking. Before the show. We got to get to Crystal Balls. That's next. Center and Saint, 1080 The Fan. All right, we've made it to the end of the show. This is our last show before Christmas, so uh, if anybody's listening and has listened uh, more than once, like if you just stumbled upon us, this is not for you, uh, but if you listen to the show uh, more than once, Merry Christmas to you guys. Thanks for uh, supporting our silly little program. Thank you for making this the most adequate weekend show in Portland. Yeah. I think it serves its purpose. Yeah. We we get you through, uh, you know, a little part of your Saturday every week, and uh, we do it quite adequately. We entertain you while you go to the grocery uh, to pick entertains, up eggs. Entertains a little strong. Easy does it. That's what I think our listener base is probably doing, going to the grocery to go pick up stuff for breakfast. Yeah, that makes sense. Right? They're, they wake up, and they're like, I'm going to have breakfast. Oh, I don't even milk. Damn. Dang it. And then they go out to get milk. Get in the car, and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. I left 1080 on. Who are these guys? Yeah. Hey, it's that dummy that filled in for uh, Isaac on Monday and Tuesday. God, that was awful. I couldn't even listen. Surprised I still have it on the station. What am I doing with my life? <laughs> what am I? <laughs> they start to qu I question What's everything. What's wrong with me? 
My wife doesn't love me anymore. Those kids don't care. I'm never coming home. These kids don't even look up to me. Uh, Thanks, sinner and saint. I'm just going to keep driving until I lose signal on this stupid radio station. Because somehow it's broken and I can't change it off of here. I don't care. I'd rather listen to static. His family said the weekend show drove him to madness. <laughs> moved, moved to the Bahamas like I promised everybody would out of high school. That's what I'm going to do. Hey, uh, it's almost Christmas Day, so I think it's early enough to throw this into Crystal Ball's uh, 6.30 p.m. tip tonight. Blazers at Lakers. Who you got? Ooh, I'm going to take the Lakers, and I'm going to take them big in this. Big. Uh, God, last night was such a letdown game, and it was a letdown only because... You kind of, and again, I know we're going over this theme over and over again. You saw this spark in them, in the Blazers, that you were like, hey, I think they could maybe hang with the Nuggets. But then just after a certain point, you go, they're going to crap this game away. I can just feel it coming on. And considering that now you're going to have to go over to LA and then travel back home after that and then go on to a three-game road trip, I think you're kind of setting yourself up for a bad situation. And of course, there's no Damian Millard, so that can't be good. Don't know why it is, but it is that the Blazers are a better road team. The Lakers are actually uh, a bad team at home this year. So uh, I'm going to take the Blazers. This is what they do. They're going to get your hopes up, and then they'll uh, crap the bed uh, against the Sixers again, and they'll go right back to 500. Or they'll win three in a row and then lose four in a row, and then they're just going to keep doing this. They're a seesaw team. Their energy is so inconsistent. After a bad night, they're going to have a good one. That's what I say, kids. Let's move to some bowl game action. There is one game in progress right now. Texas Tech uh, 10-10 against South Florida. We'll skip that one. San Diego State at Army. Do you care about this game, and should you care about this game? San Diego State and Army? Yeah. I watched the Army-Navy game for the first time in like two years this year. Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl kicks off at 1230 on ESPN. Army is just full of fullbacks. Like, everybody just looks like a fullback or a linebacker. They are. Like, everyone. That's because that's all they are. <laughs> the putter, Every- receivers, yep. everyone. Um, God, I don't know. Army, sure. All right. All right. Skip that. <laughs> I, hey, it's our college football pick'em segment. Army, sure. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, sorry, I forgot to scout San Diego State all year. No, listen. I did get all my scouting in with Army versus Navy, which I think there might have been three passes in that whole game. Well, listen, Here, here's the other option is I can go worse. I've got Colts at Ravens, Ugh. and I've got Vikings at Packers tonight. Ugh. You want to pick either of those dumb games? I don't know. All right, here's games that matters. Uh, this one I do care about. Rams at Titans. Yes. The Rams are still holding on to some playoff hope. They're playing at home. They're taking on the Rams who have been hot. Well, looked very hot. After. Hot. Well, I was going to say they were been, they've been hot, but they didn't. They lost the week before to Philadelphia. So hot right now. Oh, shut up. Who you got? Uh, I will take the Rams. Uh, and I take the Rams because of the fact that, dude, their defensive line looks scary. Their defensive line looks scary to a point where that's where you see a playoff team that's really going to go far. You know, the teams that have really made it get into the Super Bowl, unless you're the New England Patriots, are the ones that have a defensive line that causes pressure and gets people to make mistakes. It happened with Atlanta last year. I mean, they pretty much made Russell Wilson uncomfortable the entire time. They made Aaron Rodgers look like he didn't know what the hell he was doing. DeMarco Murray and uh, Derrick Henry are the running backs. They're going to use them heavily. Uh, The one weakness on this Rams team is their rush defense. Uh, I actually have the Titans in that little uh, matchup. Uh, The other one that's big this weekend is uh, Falcons Saints. Uh, both teams still alive for that division, which will most likely have three playoff teams, it feels like. Going to go with the Saints. Uh, the running game has been a revelation this year, and uh, that's another team that I kind of 
put the same pin in that I do with the Rams and that the defense is kind of shoring up the run game where you kind of feel like they can make a, a big run in the NFC. Yeah, I, always, I always have a hard time believing in the Falcons, especially after what happened uh, <laughs> last year in the Super Bowl. No, I mean, the fact that they got to the Super Bowl surprised me, but it's just a team I don't trust. Yeah. Uh, so I'll take the Saints too. Uh, Seahawks at Cowboys both are hanging on to the final threads of playoff hope. They both need a lot of help. Uh, Seahawks technically alive in for the division race if the Rams lose two straight. Cowboys big. I'm gonna take the Seahawks. I don't think I don't think you see the same performance uh, two weeks in a row, but as you know, I am a huge homer. Hey, Merry Christmas everybody. Have a uh, great holiday weekend. Uh, we will be back next week. I'm actually filling in on Dusty and Cam so you can catch me on Tuesday and Friday on the morning show and then we're back for a big college football preview next weekend. Merry Christmas. Got it, Juice. When Chris and I broke up, the Juice was there for me every night. It's like he's not really the Juice anymore. We gotta get you dressed, Juice. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.